Opening up our Peacock and Williamson mailbag today, we talked earlier in the week about the top 10 teams in the league, ranking them on our power rankings. But what about those teams that won't make the playoffs this year? When can we expect some of those teams to make the jump into the tournament in future years? Devontae Adams and the Raiders, an interesting statistic there are the Raiders earning more of our attention now to end the 2022 season. And what about Coach Hot Seats? All that and more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is what we do as a network as a whole. So make sure you're checking out everything else going on on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts and of course whenever we reference a line we are referencing those bet online betting lines for the nfl season matt i want to start with this question because okay. it is a really good one about the state of some teams that are probably not and i think oh, there's a lot of teams right now that we can pretty much eliminate in the three four win range potentially could make a run not impossible but Probably not going to be playoff teams. And listener James asked a good question here. He said, can you do a quick rundown of how many years away you think the current non-playoff teams are from making the playoffs? And I think some of these teams we think might be close next year, uh, some multi-year propositions. Uh, as we know, you look at the history of, say, the Detroit Lions, they've got one playoff win. Right. Ever. You know <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... Um, it, it could be it could be rough for some of these franchises that might be just starting a rebuild too. So let's go down here and look at some of these teams. I say, where are we going to cut this off? Like I'm sitting here looking at the standings. Are we going to go like Patriots and lower? I'd say below the Patriots. Okay. How about anyone that's a losing record? Yes. Yeah. Let's do that. I mean, it's going to be a long conversation. So, um, I'm looking at the AFC North because everyone in the East has a 500 or better record. I think you could picture the Browns as a playoff team next year. Um, what people don't all understand at this point, though, is because of the way the Watson suspension intentionally was laid down, they're going to have some serious cap problems next year. So they'll probably lose more than they add. But if they have Watson leading the show of two years ago, I think they are definitely in the playoff hunt. Agree? Yes. Okay. Uh, my Steelers are five and seven. They're also count. Are we are we counting out the, the Browns this year? Even with the Deshaun Watson maybe run, even though he looked really rusty in his first start back? I think we have to count both these teams out in the AFC. Okay. And, and same with the Raiders. But one of those three teams could make a late run like Vegas did last year, I guess. I mean, there's a lot more football left than we tend to realize. Certainly not impossible. Not impossible. Um, it's it's funny because I do this for the Steelers, but both those te- all three teams all three of those teams are five and seven. Teams that go five and eight have less than a 1% chance of going to the postseason, but teams that are six and seven go 14% of the time. So 
Big week. Big yeah, week. that's a big Raiders jump. Yeah, and right, right. Browns and Steelers. Right, right. I mean, a loss pretty much kills you. But they, if one of those teams runs the table, they might get in. Who knows? I'm biased, of course, so please be honest with me. I think the Steelers could go to the playoffs next year if Pickett continues to progress. They lose very little in free agency. They have three early picks, like $50 million in cap space. I think they'll have a better roster around the young quarterback next year than this year, and they took some lumps and grew, especially offensively. Yeah, they they took their lumps this year with a young quarterback. If he makes the strides that you would expect and Mm -hmm. hope he would make in year two, the defense is playoff ready. He's got receivers to throw to. Uh, Can you maybe help out the offensive line a little bit, have enough resources to do so, and you just have to hope that that development is there for your young quarterback. And he's got uh, all the pieces around him to make that happen. So I would say of these teams, it's very likely that the Steelers are in it. They just have a tough, a lot of tough competition in their division. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll end up eight and nine this year and with a lot of momentum and a good off season, you know, I think they could be nine or 10 wins next year. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, yep. um, Colts, I can't say yes. Just because the quarterback situation. I mean, if that gets fixed and I mean, I know I'm trying to like, you know, shortchange the question, but the way they're currently designed at the quarterback position, they have to make some substantial move, but that division's very winnable. If they go and put Jimmy on that offense, I would say they could be a playoff team next year. Yeah. If let's say they go band-aid approach once again at quarterback mm-hmm. and it works for them this time and say Jimmy Garoppolo, let's put that name out there. Someone who's probably going to be available. Mm-hmm. And if you have a defense in a run game, he's proven he can take your team to the playoffs. So do they have everything else? Uh, who's going to be the head coach? There's still enough questions there. If they go the young quarterback route, which maybe they need to, even if they go veteran quarterback also, you know, do you get worse before you get better? So with the Colts, right. it's Colts and even with Matt Ryan that you thought was going to be that Band-Aid guy this year, it still hasn't worked out. So I would pause on the Colts just because there's not enough information on what right, they're hard look like next year. But I would say in the next couple of years, they should be able to but they might turn it to a longer term build. And then it's, it's a lot murky, murkier. Yeah. I mean, if they have a picket like first round pick and he kind of has a rough rookie year, we might be talking about them a year from now is, you know, if they get better, they could be a playoff team. If they Jimmy it, they could be a playoff team. You know, I think the Jags could be a playoff team. They need to be. Yeah. And they're going to be drafting high again. And Division helps. I think we've seen some signs, seeing what we, and Trevor Lawrence is banged up now, but he had a really nice game the week before. If he puts a couple more out out there, I'd feel a lot more confident saying, okay, 2023 is the year, and it looked like early this year that this could be the year for them. They're they're stacking a lot of talent on that football team. So um, early next season, we'll be able to know uh, that this is going to be another, you know, oh, not this is not the group, new coach, new whatever. Probably not a new quarterback, but who knows? You know, you never know how these things are going to go. There's still a lot of questions there. I'd put them in a similar boat as the Colts, but I'd rather be running the Colts or the Jaguars and the Colts. I was about to say the same thing, just because of Lawrence. Just because you think you have a quarterback figured out. I think they have a coach, too. Yes. Yeah, And I'm not sure Indy is. Indy does not have either at the moment. They may have one. It may in the future. Houston, to me, is the same as always. I mean, this offseason, I think we'll talk about, boy, it'll be a good year if Houston gets to five wins. <laughs> Houston's still a couple years away. Uh, yeah, they're a year away. Are they going to have away. another one-and-done coach? They still haven't figured out their quarterback. They, they were checking out Davis Mills. They don't like that, clearly. They, they've gone the Allen route now at quarterback, and uh, who knows, maybe they'll switch back again. 
but it still feels like a couple years away, at least for the Houston Texans. And that's if things go well. Yeah. I mean, I just don't see it. What are we building off of there that we can count on is going to improve next year? I I just don't know. And even from this year's rookie class, did they build that foundation yet even to build on top of? Right. Like, sure. I'm sure Stingley is going to be a good corner, but does that take you to the playoffs? Yeah. So I I don't see it. You know, do these two, AFC teams take a break, come back to the NFC? Yeah, yeah, let's do okay. that. AFC West, the Las Vegas Raiders at 5-7. and seven, They're they're making themselves a little bit more relevant. They look like the disaster of the league just a few weeks ago. Yeah, I and mean, they've won three in a row. Um, I just put a stat up on Twitter that they're averaging a lot of seven yards per, uh, per play over the last month or so. They're just feeding Adams and Jacobs, feeding Adams and Jacobs, and it's working really, really well. This sounds foolish, though, because the Raiders were a playoff team last year. I just kind of talked up the Steelers and Browns at five and seven. But is this roster going to be better next year than last year? You know what I mean? Like, I still see O-line problems. I still see defensive problems. I mean, sure, they could be a playoff team, but I don't know that they could be a contender. It's really cars back. Yeah, it's difficult. And if it's uh, if it takes a while for them to build it up with the new coaching staff and Josh McDaniels turns out to be the right guy, it still might be a couple drafts away. And then where are you at with Derek Carr and mm-hmm. Dante Adams at that point, you know, because they were kind of built to win now, bring in a new coach, let's go and light that fire. Absolutely. Didn't quite happen. Maybe we'll see at the end of the year and make you feel better about going into next year. But that one's teetering on a slope of, are you young or old and, and where, where are you actually going to hit and, and, and put it all together? Yeah. I mean, if they trade Derek Carr to Indy for a nice group of picks or whatever, that would be great maybe for the organization, but that doesn't help you get in the playoffs in 2023. I've got another note about those Raiders and another listener question about the Raiders. So we'll get to that next. Let's finish up this AFC portion with the Denver Broncos who uh, took over from the early season ranking power rankings of biggest disaster in the league. I think right now the Denver Broncos lead that with a three win season with a new head coach, with a quarterback and more questions than answers. I think it's easy to say they're the most, bleak team we've talked about besides Houston and I still agree with that like I wouldn't be thrilled to take that head coaching job considering how tied you are to what looks like a bad old expensive quarterback oh I'd rather have the Texans job than the Broncos job right now just based on resources yeah. and what you have to build on those have more stuff right now but Texans have high picks and, and you know stuff to work with with the Broncos it might have to get worse before it gets better it might. I, I lean that way, but I could also write a story where some established head coach comes in, not necessarily Sean Payton, but somebody that's been around the block that'll put Russell in his place and say, we're handing the ball to Javante Williams 20 times a game, dude. And yeah, we, you know what I mean? And the defense is in place and they win nine games in a wild card team. And I could see a coach just there. There might be a coach out there that's scratching his head, looking at this team thinking, oh, what are you doing? Like I could go right team in 10 minutes. Like it might be a quicker fix than it looks, but it doesn't mean you're a Super Bowl team, you know, or or ever going to be happy about the Wilson trade. But if you go that route and it's not a quick fix, then now you're a year behind what you should have started this offseason. Yeah. But you one year from now, you might have the third pick in the draft and take the kid from North Carolina or USC. And, you know, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) Better. Maybe this is the not the class you want to force yourself into a quarterback. Maybe the next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's looking like it might be that way. And it's really funny, Matt. Uh, 
that that conversation. We, we we've got to take a quick break here, but um, remember last off season it was like, oh, next year's quarterback class. Just wait for that one. We might see that again. This is a better quarterback class than last year. So there's going to be quarterbacks drafted higher, of course, than just, or than where um, or, uh, I want to say Cody Pickett. Uh, where any, yeah, any picket <laughs> shout out to the former, uh, former Washington Husky Cody Pickett. Um, but it might be the year after that might be even a better quarterback class. So. It makes me crazy because every year that everyone says next year's class is unbelievable, yeah. just wait, you know, or boy, Matt Leinert's going to be so much better when he goes back you know, in some of these oh, things. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was a second round guy. Right, Mac right. Jones is the second round guy in you know in November December of the the seasons right before their drafts and you see these guys just kind of fly up the boards you know so you just never really know of course but it does look like next year's class will be better than this upcoming class and the last class I mean I would bet on that I would think so as yeah. well higher end uh, players that yeah. you know teams might be fighting no, no brainers up. yeah there might be some high picks but maybe not that you know bunch of trades and everyone fighting up to get you know certain guys mm-hmm. okay next those teams that look like they're out of the playoff picture in the NFC when will they be in the playoff picture next Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace with Turo you can book any car you want wherever you want it from a community of local hosts for example this weekend I'm going up to Lake Tahoe it's been rainy over here in the Bay Area which means it's been snowy up in the Sierras I'm going skiing but I do not own a 4x4 so I'm going to go to Turo find a local host that has a car that is a 4x4 that can get me through potential snowy roads that can get me up to Lake Tahoe a little, a little, you know, safer, I would say, and probably okay. a lot quicker as well. You can browse a huge selection of vehicles from just about any occasion you want. You're going into the mountains. You're taking the family on a trip, SUV, minivan, four by four. You can do it. We're talking United States, UK, Canada, and now Australia as well. You can find Turo vehicles. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, or maybe you just need to get from point A to point B on a budget. How about driving that new electric vehicle you've had your eye on? See if it fits your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance, terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget your boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. NFC, let's start with those Detroit Lions. We brought them up a little bit earlier, and they're a team that looked like, man, okay, you thought they might be a lot better this year. They looked really bad to begin the year. Won a couple of games. Their defense has gotten better from being the worst in the league, but still they're not a playoff caliber team. Can you see that happening for the Detroit Lions at 5-7 and seven right now? Can you see that happening for them next year, Matt? Absolutely. I mean, I think it'll be a heavy defensive offseason for them. They still have a fair amount of resources to do that. They're not going to pick in the top five or whatever anymore, but you can dedicate them themselves to quarterback and defense and maybe even just say, we'll live with golf for a year and be a playoff type team. Maybe we don't have quite as high a ceiling. But they're this... going to pick in the top five. It's just not going to be their pick. Oh, that's true too. I, I, I'm with that Ram selection. Yep, yep, yep. Escalate things, right? It does. I mean, so maybe that's CJ Stroud, and then you draft the corner, or maybe it's two defensive players, and you know. So I could absolutely see them even winning the division next year. Once Rodgers is gone, 
that thing's wide open in the north. And yeah. I know the Vikings are 10 and 2. By the way, I saw a really interesting They're a st- dog against the Lions this week. Are the Vikings? <laughs> That's what I heard. I haven't I seen that. I'll go to bed online, but I'm almost positive. The craziest team right now with their point differential being near zero for being a 10 and two team, you'd think their point differential is way on the plus side. Yeah, um, plus I saw this thing and I kind of, you see it every year. Someone brings this up. Um, it's a, a, what if standings, if every game that, that ended in a one possession game was flipped and the opposite team won, guess what the Vikings record would be instead of 10 and two. Uh, three and nine, a l- one and 11. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's how amazingly close every Vikings game, game has been. Yeah. I mean, I honestly look into those things and believe in them to some degree. I, I think there is a an art to winning close games. I mean, there's a reason that, you know, across the league, you come back to 500 when you play a lot of, five, of, of close games. But there's also a reason that, well, New England was better than average for 20 years in a row. I mean, the Steelers with Ben, the Saints with Breeze, the uh, Wilson in his prime Seahawks, they were always a little better in close games. But I do think there's something to that. And if you're the Lions, you're probably looking at the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields and maybe a little bit worried, more worried about that going forward than Rodgers and, and, um, and, and Kirk Cousins. Or maybe, is, maybe they- or you're just not even worried about them. You're worried about yourself. I think you worry about yourself. How do we build this thing the best way possible? Green Bay could be scary. I guess we could go right to Green Bay. I mean, if Rodgers is dialed in and the defense comes together, I think we're crazy to say Green Bay can't be a playoff team next. They should have been a playoff team this year. I, I don't right, know what's right, going right. on. Like, I think maybe you make a change to defensive coordinator, if anything. Yes. Um, the, the young receivers, especially Christian Watson, looks like he's a guy, whether it's Love or Aaron Rodgers next year. I, I would think that this sh- they should believe that they are a playoff team, and I would probably project them to be a playoff team next year. They just got to play like they should be playing. Like They are underachieving big time after winning 13 games every year for three straight years. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you can't just say Rogers doesn't have any weapons. I mean, they got some dudes. I mean, I absolutely could see them back in the mix next year. I don't think I can say the same for the Bears. The yeah, the Bears need a lot of work. They're as far as roster goes, they're right there with the Texans. Uh, with with how much work needs to be done. This it's funny because their defense is kind of falling apart with a lot of injuries right now, and they traded away right, two right. really good defenders, so they still need a lot of defensive players as well they have 100 million cap space they have draft picks to get some of this done although they trade away their second round pick oh they're gonna help can you do everything they need to do in one offseason doesn't feel like it because they need impact players impact positions edge rushers wide receivers offensive linemen so that can take some doing and it can take some time but you've got to start building around your quarterback as well so you go offense you go defense this year yeah i mean i think they're a step or even maybe a year ahead of the Texans because the Texans are dismal and they don't have a quarterback. Mm. But could next year's Bears be this year's Lions? Yes. Atlanta Falcons at five and eight. I think we got to see Desmond Ritter to really give us a better idea of where this Falcons team could be headed because they're just so mediocre. I worry they're going to be that team that gets in that purgatory of we're just kind of near 500 every year. To cut to the chase, I mean, I think all four of the NFC South teams could be playoff teams next year because they're competing against three terrible teams, including right. themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's an awful situation. Yeah. I mean, I've said this before that 
I think the Carolina head job is pretty enticing because the state of the other three is so unthreatening. But I still think Atlanta's the worst team of the group. I would take non-quarterback rest of roster Panthers over Falcons, yes. By far, by Mm -hmm. far, and with better draft pick this year. Likely. I mean, I guess only yeah, one well, it's, getting, it's getting pretty close, actually. Yeah, only half the yeah. game uh, between these two teams, and the Falcons do have a bye week, and maybe we'll see Desmond Ritter after the bye week. Who yeah. knows? And that might change our idea. Maybe they have their quarterback. Do we think the Saints are ready to fall off a cliff and not see yes. the playoffs for the next five years? I do not like where the Saints are at. I don't either. I would rather um, – I'd probably rather live in New Orleans, to be honest with you. Uh, not to say anything about the Carolinas there, but um, – uh, as far as jobs go, but I like where the Panthers are at better than where the Saints are at as far as taking over a roster. Me too. Me too. I, I, and I hate to lump these three teams together, but I think we have to just because the state of the, the South. I don't know what the heck to think about the Arizona Cardinals. You got your quarterback's not going anywhere. Your coach might. Um, they were a playoff team last year and they won a bunch of games. And I, I'm going to go no. I, I just don't like the way that they're built. And What's that thing they need to be a playoff team next year that they're lacking now? I don't know that they'll get it. Los Angeles Rams is the last team we have not talked about yet. I would assume they're going to do everything they can to be good next year. They don't have their own draft pick anyway. They're going to maneuver some stuff, cap, hopefully get Stafford back, have you know their stars and scrubs line up back, and hopefully their stars healthy and played on a high level and, and try to go right back to it like they did uh, last year. Yeah, and so I'm going to say – if they stay healthy, which they have had a remarkable run of health before this year, they could be in the mix again. I mean, I don't know if a Super Bowl team, they're all going to be two years removed from the Super Bowl at that point. But if assuming McVay is in, I bet he can convince Donald, Ramsey, Cup, Stafford, let's give this thing one more chance. Probably without our boy Baker Mayfield, who is now. So let's say way. Seattle comes back with Geno Smith next year. And, and you, have a healthy, you have a healthy Los Angeles Rams team. Yeah. I'm not going to fight you if you say the Rams should finish with a better record than the Seahawks next year. Right. I would probably put Arizona fourth. I'd probably put San Francisco one. But, you know, yeah. I mean, assuming the Rams roster looks like it has the last few years, which it probably will, I think they'll be in the hunt. Who will be playing quarterback for the 49ers is a whole different discussion that we should not even start to dive into right Right. now. We'll get yelled at for talking too much Niners. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, your playoff teams next year, I think the best chance is probably the Packers and the Lions. Yeah, I, th- I would say oh, yeah. not both. it's like one or the other in that division. I mean, I'm going to lean towards NFC for sure. I can't see the balance of power changing that dramatically to make it that much easier to go in the a- a- NFC versus NFC next right. year. And, and the AFC, it's the beginning of the, the Steelers dynasty, of course. With their well, sure. Any minute now. Yeah. Yeah. They're all on right. fire. Uh, fantastic question there. That took up a lot of this episode. We still got more questions to get to, though, on this Wednesday mailbag. Uh, we are looking at the Raiders situation. One more stat there on the Raiders, uh, who are you know trying to make a little bit of a, a push here at the end of the season and maybe hot seat. Let's talk a little bit about the Steelers and Staley. Should he be on the hot seat with some other head coaches this uh, to end this season and into the offseason next? Bet online is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis this season. Check all the latest odds and trends 
for every professional and amateur league, not just NFL, although there is a ton of NFL odds, and they're always changing every week, getting a little bit different. You see the 49ers drop down because their quarterback gets hurt. You see teams like the Cincinnati Bengals really rise and see their odds climb. The Dallas Cowboys' odds to win the Super Bowl are climbing. Every week, all the lines, of course, and tons of props, defensive player of the year, uh, rookies of the year, and all such things you can find at BetOnline along with NBA, college basketball, soccer, esports, you've got it all at Bet Online. And of course, if you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well at Bet Online. Get informed before you make your bets. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Get over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at Bet Online where the game starts. Last note here on the Raiders. We talked about them a little bit and uh, one of our listeners here Jason says, any chance you guys will give the Raiders any attention? The only time you talk about them anymore is when you both incorrectly predict they will lose their next game. Well, fair, you've been more fair. right about that than wrong, Jason. So <laughs> not lately. Yeah, but lately they've looked they better. They, they yeah. were they were the disaster of the NFL. And I don't think you would argue with that. And I'm sure you were upset watching those games many times this season. So don't pretend like this team's uh, the one seed in the AFC or something like that. But <laughs> he says, I'm assuming you'll talk about them some this week since they play Thursday night. Yeah, uh, maybe we have been short on them. I'm sure there's other teams that qualify. You can come yell at us. I'm at Williamson NFL, you know, the, the routine. Um, <laughs> my big takeaways with the Raiders are, I thought Josh McDaniels was a quarterback or was a coordinator. I think he's proven me wrong. You know, there's some other teams, Tampa, New Orleans, where I think that is the case. I think he's a head coach and has figured things out. Um, namely, as we mentioned before, Josh Jacobs and Adams feeding them the football to no end. Um, but I really don't think it's a very talented roster. I think that was overlooked early in the year was, boy, this guy doesn't know how to coach them. I and the cars is not as good as he used to be. But who's the good players? I mean, all I urge you all to go to drafthistory.com and look at the Mayock Gruden draft era. You know, Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper turned into dust. I mean, <laughs> you know, with all you know, the guys they traded. And it's gonna take a while. So I was reluctant, you know, big picture last year, as you mentioned before, VP, that they took the win now approach. I don't think I would have taken the win now approach last offseason, but they are competitive and they're exciting max crosby's a superstar you know i mean uh, they're a hard team for me to grasp the big picture i think it's easy to see where their holes are and so maybe that right. makes it easier to fix those going into next year and they could be the team next year that they thought they were going to be this year with josh mcdaniels have figuring things out and sort of settled in as head coach because there was talk about him getting fired a couple weeks ago one and done right. it's like oh he's he's not he's he's a coordinator not a head coach right um i do have an interesting note here about the difference Devonte adams Makes. It's insane. And look, and, and coming into the season, I, I think we were correct. And we got some pushback from some listeners that didn't, you know, I, I love Raiders fans. They're, they're passionate about their team. I was like, look, I, I can't believe in this team because I don't like their, their back half on defense. I don't like their defensive secondary and I don't like their offensive line. And that has been the Achilles heel of this team the entire season. Until you get those things fixed, you're not gonna be able to compete with the big dogs in the NFL. But this is a great stat from Nate Tice of the athletic. And he says the gravity of Devonte Adams. So this is the difference Devonte Adams has made. And it was hard to see earlier in the season, but we've saw, we've seen what Josh Jacobs has been able to do, right? Run the football there. Well, this yeah. is maybe why no offense has faced more snaps of cover two, cover six on first and second downs this season than the Raiders. So we're talking, taking a player out of the box, having two deep safeties. Mm -hmm. 
195 plays compared to the rest of the league. The league average is 122 plays this season of playing too deep coverage on first and second down, cover two and cover six. And 195, though, for the Raiders, which is by far the most in the league. And coincidentally, the Raiders rank fourth in rush success rate and fourth in EPA per rush and third in explosive run rate on those very plays. So teams, even though the 40, you know, the, the, the Raiders have been really good at running the football on those early downs. Um, they're still more afraid of De- Devonte Adams and the Raiders are taking advantage of it in the run game. So yeah. that is the difference that Devonte Adams has made for this football team. Even if his numbers aren't quite what they have been in the recent past. I think that's massive. I mean, I, I think the Adams Jacobs, combination complements you know each other extremely well in that which do we want to take away well the other one's going to kill us then and you know i reference another guy online is matt Harmon. he does reception perception i was listening to his podcast and he's like any of us that thought Devonte adams might not be the very best number one receiver in the in the world is crazy i mean he's still in the the best com- best player at his position conversation without a doubt. I mean, and so that's impressive. Um, last Raiders note I have it was I, I, while you were talking there, I looked up their salary cap space for next year. They do have more than I thought. They have about their tenth in available cap, cap space. So maybe they can enhance things outside the organization more than I thought. Took their medicine a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jason, I hope that answers your question. Hope that makes you feel better before I pick them to lose on tomorrow. Yeah, I can't wait to pick for them to lose on Thursday. It'd be awesome. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Look, Baker Mayfield in two days. Like we'll get into that tomorrow. But um, yeah, I, I might not. He's gonna play, right? That's so weird. It, it looks like it. Yeah. Uh, I want to get to this question about the Chargers, and and I've got two of them here. One is from Michael. He said, "Why should Brandon Staley's seat be any cooler than Hackett's? Hackett has <laughs> one terrible year on, of offense. Staley has two terrible years of defense. Obviously." A defensive coach coming in um and that's a good question from michael our, our friend zachary who frequently listens and tweets into the show says my team the chargers has had so much talent in history especially at the quarterback position yet they've only been in one super bowl and not with any of the top three quarterbacks hopefully justin herbert can finally win the super bowl with this team what do you think can they win the super bowl with justin herbert as currently constructed i think a new coach is in order I really do. I mean, Houston and Denver to me are easier fires, hotter seats, but Staley might be third. I mean, he's this offensive wizard that can't get a lot out of Herbert. I mean, or, or you know, I mean, or, you know, and can't get the yeah. defense fixed. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. You know, he, he, he's not doing, they're, they're giving him the pieces and I know that there's injuries and to Zach's point, I think Herbert can absolutely win a Super Bowl. Maybe not, and certainly not this year, but I think he's an elite, elite quarterback, play, you know, prospect or about to be quarterback, period. I kind of right. fumbled that and a little bit. Yeah. That's why Sean Payton, you know, go for that's the, the fit. You yes, fire the defensive yes, coach, yes. you bring in the offensive coach, yes, right? Yes, yes. And Sean Payton with Justin Herbert, that has to be pretty enticing to those fans. And it's a good point. Uh, there's been some really good teams and good quarterbacks in franchise history for the chargers they can't get over that hump um and at this point i think you're in la you're you're fighting for eyeballs there in that market and it it hasn't been good enough for brand staley and we'll see maybe they can make a run here you're not firing a mid-season but uh tough conversations when the season's over for sure yeah boy this should not be as hot as hackett's and how bad that team has been so i'll I'll answer that part of the question that way 
I mean, it's not as embarrassing as Denver. Right. Denver's <laughs> embarrassing. Uh, last nugget, too. Peyton, I'm glad you mentioned Peyton, the Chargers, because they have the Saints system in place already. Lombardi's the offensive coordinator. I mean, like Herbert wouldn't have to even learn anything. That's true. Right. Just yeah. get a better a, a better coach better at running. Right. Right. Exactly. All right. Thanks, everybody, for your questions that we did not get to as well. And of course, Matt and I will be back to finish the week Thursday and Friday, making our picks for week wow, week 14 already. Is where we are. Talk to you then right here. Peacock and Williamson.